0: what's going on everyone i am graham leggett and welcome to the gl fitness podcast episode number two um i'll be honest i'm pretty i'm pretty comfortable with speaking on the mark like this in comparison to speaking in front of the camera i don't like the way i come across on the camera at the moment because i'm not comfortable with it i kind of i feel a bit more robotic and everything like i just don't feel free especially with the way youtube is as well can't really swear or anything on youtube i mean you're allowed and they'll play it but you don't really get as much exposure if you're caught swearing even if your videos aren't for kids you just don't get as much exposure or anything so it's like you know you can't really be as open with yourself because you're always watching what you're trying to say i mean i'm pretty comfortable on the mic like i said before i'll teach classes at uh the gym i work at and everything so i'm used to having a mic on there and hearing my voice i don't love it but i'm used to it so I, I don't really hear it playing around in my head as i'm speaking but sitting in front of that camera's is a, a different thing i think i'm probably gonna have to switch up the way i do the podcast i might have to do a few videos through the week on youtube just speaking to the camera and just post them for youtube and then i might just have to do it fresh just do a fresh podcast on all the subjects here just until i'm comfortable in front of the camera i don't really think about it anymore because at the moment i find myself stopping and starting a lot and that's not great um not that this was one take i've stopped and started a couple of times here as well but you know it's definitely better than it is in video form so how's everyone doing we're still in lockdown at the moment unless you're for some reason catching this in 2021 then shit i hope we're still not in fucking lockdown um but as it's going at the moment, I think we're up to week five of lockdown. And it's not been bad getting to spend more time with the kids. My missus is still going to work, so i get to watch what I want on TV and that from time to time in between all the Disney movies and Vampirina and all those sort of things. Um, Not been really working out so much at the moment. Just keeping on with the one-arm push-ups, the pistol squats and all that sort of stuff. Not really building up too much of a sweat. I'm trying to get my hands on some fucking... Old tyres, just so I can make a punch bag with them, and maybe even a four by four one, so I can get a sledgehammer to one. You know what I mean? Just to just try something new. I don't really want to be doing like a lot of jumping squats, burpees, and all that sort of stuff. It's just not really who I am and what I like to do as a workout. And I know I just I won't stick to it. But you know, uh, until that stuff is uh, available to me, I'm just gonna have to stick with the push-ups and the pistol squats. But you know. It's all good. It's all good. We're dealing with it. We're dealing with quarantine. Watching some old things I haven't watched for a while on Netflix and Disney Plus for the kids, you know. Um, in this episode coming up, we've got a Q and A. Just took five questions from Instagram that I asked people on Instagram to send in. Um, I've got our talk at the beginning of the podcast about how my training was what my program looked like before we went into quarantine again this these video podcasts aren't my best work i'm really not used to being on camera but you know we'll get through it we'll overcome it you got to do stuff you're not used to sometimes just to just to get your reps in until you do get used to it and even then it might be some bullshit but at least we're giving it a go you got to step out of your comfort zone every once in a while so nothing else really to say so without further ado here's uh Episode 2 of the GL Fitness Podcast, and I hope you enjoy.
1: What's going on everyone, and welcome to the second edition of the GL Fitness Podcast. Bit of a different scenery today, shouldn't be any kids screaming or anything. The missus is downstairs looking after the one little one, and the other one's at her mum's house, so all should be nice and quiet. Um, I'm hoping soon to be doing something with the shed to kind of make it a good space for filming and everything get it all insulated and stuff but until then you'll have to deal with different sceneries and things but as we gets, as we go along hopefully things get a little bit bigger and better so to start off with uh, thank you for everyone for the questions on my Instagram I uh, really appreciate it I've picked my top five favourite including one to be honest from my missus because I keep telling her it every time she answers, uh, every time she asks this question. Sorry, but uh, she doesn't listen to me when we speak face to face, so maybe if she listens to this, she'll take it on board. Um, to start off with someone said that they wanted to know what more. This isn't going to be part of the questions, this is going to be a subject I'm going to touch on. Um, someone just wanted to know what my training was like before lockdown went into place. Um, I wasn't. I was cutting but I was still powerlifting and doing a few uh, accessory days so I was doing three days powerlifting like my main squat day my main deadlift day my main bench day Uh, then I was doing two day full body accessory days um, which then I'd switch up my squat from a normal back squat would turn into a front squat just to make my front squats a bit stronger Um, my deadlifts would be uh, Romanian deadlifts and I'd be benching uh, with dumbbells and incline bench and all that sort of stuff um, where generally my powerlifting days would be standard deadlift. Uh, I think when we finished, when we went into lockdown, I think I was doing six sets of of three at about 92%. um, uh, the same with pretty much everything else as well. I was on like six sets of three for bench. I think I was on eight sets of two for squat. I'd have to look back in my notes for that one uh, to know for sure, but I was on eight sets of two for squat, all roughly between 90 to 95% of my my one rep max. Um, and the the deadlift and the bench was quite hard at at that for me, but the, the squats were relatively easy. Um, so that's what my training programme was kind of all about. I didn't really have a set program of what I did with my accessories. Um i I always did RDLs and everything, but I used more of a RPE scale for that, um rate of perceived exertion. Uh generally that goes from that means that we we see how we feel doing a certain exercise uh with certain reps. And weight from a scale of one to ten. One being incredibly easy, ten being max. So if I was doing three sets of ten at uh, a level ten, which we wouldn't be, um that would mean I was doing maxing out my going to failure basically on the tenth rep every time. Um so I was I was going in, I was working between uh, seven and an eight depending on how I felt on the day mixing up the exercises depending on how strong I felt um, depending on what I wanted to do my my, my main structure stayed about my powerlifting now there was some stuff that I stuck with uh, weighted dips weighted pull-ups uh, RDLs I stuck with those I was do it breaking those up between the two days um, and I was on a certain pattern with those but everything else was just more of a whatever I felt like doing whatever kind of weights I kind of felt like doing between an RP seven and eight. Normally, within the rep range, of about a six to an eight rep range uh, at that period of time. Um, So that's what my my structure looked like. Um, I was training five days a week. Um, I'd normally do about 20 minutes of bag work twice a week as well, just to get cardio in, because I'm not a big fan of doing cardio in general. I don't like running. I, I don't like cardio machines, Not there's, there's nothing wrong with them, just oh, I don't like them. Uh, if you love them, feel free, I'm not bad mouthing them, they, I just don't like doing them. Um, I don't like running out in the streets, like I said, I've been tagged in this 5k thing that I'm meant to go out to do in a bit, I thought I'd rather do this, record this first and do that later, rather than coming to me blowing out my ass after doing the 5k. 5k is not a great amount, but it will kill me off. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go do my 5K later, and that'd be the first time I've actually ran properly, which wasn't just a hill sprint for probably years. Um, so wish me luck on that one. Uh, and that that's pretty much all my all my training was. I, I was concentrating more on my diet at the time than it was anything else. Um, I was concentrating more on cutting the weight, uh, not killing myself off in the gym, so I didn't get home and. Disappoint myself with my disappointing lifts and then just think sack it and having a bag of popcorn and all the sweets and treats and Burgers and that that they're in the house. I kept everything nice and mellow in the training, but still pushing myself I knew I wasn't gonna fail at anything I did unless I took my off the ball and injured myself somehow but luckily I don't think I've ever really been injured in training I think the only time I've ever injured myself in training was when I went to throw a low kick um, during a sparring session and the mat that we were on slipped in, well, the, uh, look, the carpet in the ring slipped under my foot, and uh, my foot it turned all the way, and my body fell the other way, and my knee just kind of like trying to. I only missed like three days off training there uh, just because I didn't want to really do too much of it, and I didn't have a fight or anything coming up, so I thought, sack it, I'll take a little bit of a rest. And, all was good the next week. So yeah, that, I've never been injured in training or anything. I didn't think I've really been injured in a fight. Uh, I've been injured in car accidents. Um, I've been injured in like at work uh, and stuff like that, where's the blame Where's the claimer? Uh, <laughs> But I've never been injured in training or anything. Now that's not to say that my hips aren't the best from when I used to try to sumo deadlift uh a lot more than i could before i'd got it down properly before i'd properly got the technique of the sumo deadlift down i stupidly used to try and lift more than i could with a safe um with a safe weight safe rep range i just i was just being silly uh ego kind of got the best of me every once in a while it's, Mainly just doing deadlifts. Deadlifts, my ego used to get the best of me, I'll be honest. Um, I used to want to go out and max out as many times as I could, like, in the month. Just go in, just, I'd start off with a plan, then I'd be like, i oh, sack it, I felt strong, let's see how I feel, I'm gonna see what I can do. And I, it just, it was silly, and I tried it with sumo deadlifts, and over a period of time, my hips just started to hurt. Um, so I had to sack off sumo deadlifts. Sacked off deadlifting properly for a while, um, but now all's good. Hips are fine. Uh, I had some shoulder injuries due to some back uh, getting rear-ended by cars uh, in the back of my van. I was a driver for seven years, um, delivery driver for seven years. So I've been in a fair few accidents, none of my fault. Um, but I'd been hit in the back on the motorway, been hit at islands and that just a bunch of times. And it's just worn over the shoulders that. And plus, like, sitting like that. While I'm driving, because I was doing like 300 miles a day, every day. So I'm not like sitting like that or driving like a slouching like that. So that was never good for my posture or anything. And that con- probably uh, did a lot to go through with my hip injuries and that. That had the hip pains and stuff and the lower back pains that had. was more to do with my job at the time than it is anything to do with training. Um, so that's basically my training block and anyf- everything. Anything else you've got questions on to do with that feel free to ask at my Instagram or Facebook accounts it's gonna jump into the questions right now have got my notebook ready it's just right so here's the one we can see which one's the one for my missus um, any tips for curbing a sweet tooth now I personally um, I'll curb my sweet tooth with fizzy drinks like if I'm not, the next two weeks, I'm gonna be incredibly disciplined um I'm down to about twelve six to twelve eight stone now, so I'm gonna try that get down to twelve um if I can get under twelve within the next two weeks, so be it, but I'm not looking to not looking to really die down that much. I I say twelve six, twelve uh between twelve six and twelve eight. That's me that's that's when I weigh myself at night. Uh when I weigh myself in the morning I'm probably about twelve four to twelve six. So I'm looking to lose between four to six pounds in the next two weeks, which isn't a big deal. Um I'm not incredibly strict with my diet at the moment. I have been on a cut um but I still allow myself to have like you know I still have burgers and that with the kids. I still have sweet treats and all that. For the next two weeks, no sweet treats, nothing like that. My meals are still going to be like quite the same way they always are. Um, I'm still going to have a lot. I have a like spaghetti bolognese. Um, I have a like lot homemade, well, homemade full English breakfasts. Uh, but without the sausages, um, I'll just have a like lot bacon, egg, beans, mushrooms, you know, tomatoes, all that sort of stuff. Um... All that sort of stuff I, I, I allow in my diet. Um, so when I say I'm being strict, uh, some people might be looking at the bacon and being like, oh no, bacon, I cut the fat off generally. I'm not going to for the next two weeks unless I'm not seeing any uh, major changes, which I probably will. But uh, that's that's basically what I eat generally when I'm being super, super strict. While I am curbing my sweet tooth, I'll obviously be eating fruit and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to eat fruit. I'm not a lot. you know what I mean? Fruit doesn't make you fat or anything, so and it will help. Um, so I'm going to eat fruit: uh, bananas, apples, mangoes, pineapples, all of it. I'm going to eat all the fruit. Uh, that will help to a degree, um, but I know it's like late at night. You kind of you want that something extra. I still drink fizzy drinks, um, like a Coke Zero, um, Iron Brew Extra, all that sort of stuff. Iron Extra because obviously it's Scottish. Not by the accent, but by family. Um, So I'll be still drinking fizzy drinks and that. not all throughout the day. I'll generally probably have one at lunch, one at dinner, like a can. Like I'll have a can at lunch and a can at dinner. Or if I've got a sweet tooth, if I'm feeling like I need something, I'll just smash one of those down, mate. And it generally does a trick because it's sweetened. Um, But remember, this isn't... I'm not a scientist in the, in, or anything, so I don't believe because science has proven it hasn't. Um, not proven it hasn't, there are no scientific studies that prove that sweeteners cause any sort of cancer or anything. And all, every study that's been done has been, uh, that said it does, has been debunked. So I'm in the camp of sweeteners are fine. Um, I don't go nuts because I try not to go nuts on anything. Um, now because I've got a bit of an addictive personality but I'm, I'll have a Diet Coke or a Coke Zero or an Amber Extra or 7-Up free. you know it's, and it doesn't it won't put on any weight um, I'll still be drinking water and squash throughout the day or anything it's fine just have a fizzy drink if you've got a sweet tooth have a fizzy drink don't worry about it um, so that's generally what I'll do. Uh, question two what's your pro I'll leave that until last Uh, What type of Instagram fitness accounts do you follow? Uh, It says Instagram, but I'm going to go social media in general. I don't really follow any on Facebook. Um, Facebook, I generally just use for my friends and that. Well, friends, mainly people that I haven't seen or spoken to in years. But uh, obviously, my family and that are all on Facebook. So I'll use Facebook for that. Um, Instagram. We'll start off with some obvious, not fitness related, but The Rock. Obviously, we all follow The Rock, and he posts workouts and stuff that he's doing. He posts himself in the gym, so I'm going to count it. Um, but I generally follow a guy named Jordan Sawyer. Um, he trained, he used to be the trainer of a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. If you know who that is, um, I'll follow him. Great advice. He follows a power lifter at heart, uh, in the middle of uh like training for a jiu-jitsu competition before uh, the lockdown went into place and everything uh, love jiu-jitsu love mma obviously martial arts background myself so i'm a big fan of that um, we have we agree a lot of the same stuff in terms of diet and stuff um so big fan of his uh X. um now when i say instagram uh youtube i have X on instagram but I more watch his stuff on YouTube than anything else. I'm a big fan of Jeff Cavalier on his on, uh, YouTube blog. Like, just love watching his stuff, such a knowledgeable guy. And it's like, if, if you ever wanna become a personal trainer, I don't advise that you go from knowing nothing straight into um, doing a course and thinking it's going to teach you everything you need to know. You need to start looking at people now. There's people you need to start really thinking about following now if you're getting into fitness big style like the likes of Jeff Cavalier, uh, Joe DeFranco depending on what kind of training you like to do, big strength and conditioning conditioning guy. Real big in football, training MMA stars and that right now, uh, like Mickey Gall. Um, got the likes of Triple H, trains Triple H, Lot like, big fan of Triple H. Uh, love his mentality and everything he does. So I love Joe DeFranco, uh, Phil DeRue, again, coming from a uh, martial arts style background, like, did Thai, trained MMA. Um, he's uh, the training strength and conditioning coach for um, American Top Team. Not that a lot of you will know who that is if you don't uh, follow MMA, but they're like a massive, um, massive MMA camp. Um, So he's a main strength and conditioning coach for them. Plus he trains a lot of other people in a lot of other sports. He's competed in powerlifting and I believe he's competed in bodybuilding. I'm not too sure, but I think he has. Um, So he knows so knowledgeable. I love following his stuff on Instagram and on YouTube and he gives out so much free knowledge just like Joe DeFranco, just like Jeff Cavalier, just like Jordan Sayer. Um major fan of all those four people. Um anyone else that I can think of? Um Shredded Sports Science is one that I don't think I follow him on Instagram, but I'm um, a big if I I'm actually gonna look him up on Instagram now because I probably should. But a big fan of his YouTube channel, big fan. I look. it's he gives information but he's not a scientist himself but he dives deep into research and he basically really dumbs things down for people. Um, For me is basically what I'm talking about. I'm following Lane Norton but Lane Norton, a meathead at heart but uses a lot of big words just like Dr. Andy Galpin. Both amazing trainers, great at what they do, but they use a lot of big words, and uh, I have to listen to their stuff 10 times over for it all sinks in, write it down, make notes, all that sort of stuff. When I listen to Shredded Sports Science, still have to make notes, he still uses the big words, he knows exactly what he's talking about and everything, but he does it in such a comical, humorous way that you don't even realise how much you're learning while he's doing it. He could be mucking, never a nasty muck, but he could be mocking some people in one way while debunking certain fitness myths at the same time is using great humour through it all I love shredded sports science can't remember the guy's name should really really try and remember his name need to follow him on Instagram so that's one I'm going to have to look out for like I said um, just then Dr Andy Galpin amazing he had an amazing podcast uh, that I listened to Um, then we've he's also got a book called Unplugged Uh, I've not read it but I'll keep meaning to get it but I just don't like to read that much but I have to so I do uh, or audiobooks. Um and Dr Lane Norton. Uh again, Lane Norton I listen to on Instagram, I'll watch his YouTube videos. He he gets a bit angry, which I understand, like it's his life, it's his passion. Um he does get a bit angry at, at people, which is it's funny, to be fair. Um but he he gives out so much information, he's so good at debunking, um just stupid stupid things and the people that the people that I tend to follow aren't like in the health and fitness industry left-wing or what right-wing they are smack bang in the middle scientific studies um, don't hate keto uh, but don't if people like keto That they don't love keto, sorry, like for themselves, but if people love keto, they're like, there's nothing wrong with it, keto can be fine, but it's not for them, and carbs are just as good as no carbs, and fat, and all that sort of stuff, Um, and that's really where I lie in the middle of all that, I'm like, I don't hate keto, I don't hate vegans, I don't hate, I don't, need to look more up on the carnivore diet but i don't hate the carnivore diet or anything if it works for you it works for you and and that's great as long as you can adhere to it and you, you do well with it and you feel good and then who am i to tell you not to do whichever way you want to do it um so i fall under that camp of if it works for you that's great but I'm not going to listen to the people sprouting bullshit about how keto is the best diet in the world. Vegan and not eating meat is the best um, diet in the world. And you're healthy if you do this or you're healthy if you do that. I'm I'm not going to listen to any of that bullshit. Um, If it works for you, great. But don't tell me your diet should be all and end all because it just isn't. It just isn't. Um, So that's the kind of people i follow on Instagram. Um, more local people to me. Um, there's a, a guy that I follow that puts out pretty humorous videos and stuff. Again, we're in the same sort of camp for most stuff. There's um, a guy called the Redditch Nutritionist. I'm not really too sure of his name, but uh, I follow a lot of his stuff. Big shout out to him. I like what he's doing. Um, there's a guy called DA Performance. Uh, he's a local guy as well. I like a lot of the stuff he puts out on Instagram. Um, again i can't remember i don't know i think his name is daniel i don't know his name um but i do follow my his stuff and there's a guy that i work with called rich um caliber fitness caliber training i'll tag it if, if, if this goes onto instagram i'll tag it below um but yeah big fan of his stuff while we're at work um he he actually doesn't put out as much information as he knows um He's real real knowledgeable guy, and I kinda do this thing with him where I'll have like a thought on something, but I won't turn around and be like, "Hey, rich, this is what I think. What do you think? I'll have a thought on something, keep it to myself, then ask him what he thinks, or so ask him a question about something, like I know nothing about it uh so basically then I'll listen to what he says instead of trying to join in the conversation and butt in and be like, Yeah, this is what I think, blah blah blah. I'll just listen and try and learn from him and nine times out of ten. In fact I don't think there's anything we've ever disagreed on. Um and if there is anything we've ever disagreed on, I've probably been wrong. So Uh he's another great one to follow. Um, but if you get he's a great one to speak to more than follow because he doesn't put up as much information as he knows, which he probably should. Um and yeah, those pretty much all the people. I mean, there's other people. Oh, Squat University, uh, Squat You, uh, he's great as well. Love watching his videos on YouTube. There's one video that talks about that. Well, like, it shows someone squatting. Then it goes well. It shows like, a skeleton or an anatomy squatting, and it shows you how it moves and everything. But I can't remember what that is. And it doesn't come up every day in my feed. I don't know what comes up every once in a while. Even though they post a lot of stuff. Um, but that they're a great one as well. So yeah, go and try and follow all those accounts. If this ends up on Instagram, I will tag everyone I've mentioned on the Instagram video. Um, What are your thoughts on intermittent fasting while bulking? Like I was talking about before with the people I follow. Um, I have no problem with people intermittent fasting. Um, I don't think it has any sort of special abilities uh, or a magic pill for anything um, I don't think it's real great for fat I mean it works it works for fat loss but just as much as eating before you train or anything works for fat loss um, it all comes down to basically calories over time not what you do in a certain day will really change much unless you're consistent with that certain day um, so, yeah, I mean, in intermittent fasting is great. Look, like today, what time is it? Uh, I think it's like one o'clock now, maybe two. Um, I think it's one. I haven't eaten yet today because I'll probably eat in about an hour um, because the next two weeks are going to be real strict. I'm just going to get in my last cheeseburger today. Um, and again, I'm going to eat burgers. I'm going to make homemade um, beef burgers with maybe a whole meal bun, um, whack some cheese on it, you know what I mean? Um, and do it all that way. The more will be revealed about how I do my diet at the end. Um, I'll make a specific video on how my diet's gone, like like a before and after. Like I'll take pictures today. Um, already not quite lean. Like my chest and my shoulders and that lean, but in terms of my core, my core is never lean. And I do need to be not as pale to show through. How I don't want to say how lean I am because I'm not super lean, but how not round. I am would be a better thing to say um, so where was I I kind of got lost in my thoughts there um, what were we talking about intermittent fasting yeah so yeah, So I'm not going to eat today until like two o'clock um, just so basically I can eat more crap but within a certain calorie allowance and not let it trash my diet or anything uh, not going to be a lot of vegetables past my lips today it's probably going to be all meats and sweets what a diet to live on but you can't do it forever uh so i'm going to do that and see how it goes um it should be all right though it should be all right today i don't think it'll mess with my my weight or anything too much so that will be perfect and then i'm probably not going to in, do any intermittent fasting for the next two weeks i'll probably get up have some porridge have an apple banana something like that have lunch about two three hours later then another snack then dinner about an hour after the next snack and then Coke Zero and Iron Brew Extra, and no, I bang bed done. Um, so yeah, like I said, in a minute fasting, it's not a special magic pill. Uh, but if you want to skip breakfast, skip breakfast. It's fine. Um, it's not going to hurt your your fat loss. It won't make you burn muscle if you decide not to eat until one in the afternoon. As long as you get enough protein in, as long as long as your diet is in whole it's a good diet as long as what you're consuming is good then the times won't matter throughout any given day so don't worry about that one um uh, in terms of doing it in a bulk like i said it's a bit harder because you have to try and get all your meals in let's say you start eating at 11 finish eating at six or if you start eating at 12 finish or one finish eating at eight um you've got to try and get all your meals within that time and you've got to be in a calorie surplus um You've got to be eating the right amount of protein and everything as well. So the only problem with that would be um, you'll be getting too full and you might be stuffing yourself. It's doable, perfectly doable, but it's it's how comfortable will you be eating that food? If you're comfortable doing it, do it. If you want to, the only real benefit you'll have from it is when you wake up in the morning, you might feel better training if you train first thing in the morning. But then just eat after, um, just do like. Uh, Fasted cardio, not that again, not that I think that's a magic pill. Just some people, me particularly, if I train at six in the morning, I don't eat anything before just because I feel better not. Um, but like I said, uh, if you're gonna do um, a bulk, one minute fasting, you might wake up looking a little leaner than you do later on. That's pretty much it. But just because you haven't eaten since eight in the morning, uh, eight in the afternoon, or eight in the evening, rather, until. 10, 11, 12 the next day. So you might look a little bit leaner at eight in the morning, but you know, is that really that important? So that's my thoughts on intimate fasting, while bulking, and in general. Uh, What else have we got here? Um, I want to start doing Ironman slash triathlon training. Any advice to help me start? Wow. As you probably know from episode one and this one, Not a big fan of cardio. Um, In general, I'd say where to start is probably at Halfords with a good bike, uh, find a pool to swim in. You can't at the moment, find a lake or a puddle. Um, And get some running shoes is where you start, but I'm guessing you already have that sort of stuff. Um, I'm not the best person to ask. Now that you've had the question, I'm probably gonna start looking into things like that more. Um, But I would definitely be Go to someone that's got more experience, not just a trainer, because I feel like trainers can help you to a certain degree. Um, like I could give you, I could help you out with what the books tell me in the videos, tell me that you should be doing uh, and what other people have said you should be doing, but the best people to kind of look for is someone that trains it, even if they're not a trainer, even if it's someone that's had a trainer doing it themselves, but they've done three or four races, um, like they're probably the best people to go to. What I would say is don't start off with a proper one first. Like for your first like, competition or timeout or whatever it is you do, I don't even know anything really about them. I just know that it's a... Uh, I think it's like, what? ten. I want to say 10 mile swim first. Then it's like a uh, 100 mile bike ride. I don't know. I could be making that up. And then it's like a, like a marathon or something. I mean, it sounds like my worst nightmare, to be perfectly fucking honest with you. Didn't mean to swear there, sorry. Sounds like my worst nightmare, though. Um... But yeah, like I, th- I think that's every everything it it entails, and I would definitely say speak to someone that's done it first. Um, speak to someone that can kind of tell you how it feels doing it, and then see what their trainer says. I've never trained anyone that's done an Ironman or, or anything like that, so I'm not a. I'm going to look into it more. Like as as. I'll grow as a trainer. I'm obviously going to try and look into things like that more. I might have people that come to me. I might have a client that one day turns around and says, I want to start doing this sort of stuff. Um, So, but they're so comfortable with me. They don't want to go and find an opposite trainer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So I might have to force myself into it. And it's always better to get more knowledge. I'm probably never going to really do an Ironman or a Triathlon or anything like that myself. Um... Could see myself doing like a half marathon, maybe. Uh, can't see myself doing a swim. I hate swimming, it's just, I can swim, I just hate it. Ever since, when, in first school, when I got my Lifesavers badge, boom, that little penguin, boom, right on the swimming trunks. Bang, right on the speedo, done. I was like, got it, I've done everything I need to do, swam all those limps, wore my pajamas, jumped in, pulled out that fucking dead body thing and a brick that was inside it and all that sort of stuff, done. When I did that, that was me done. Look, whenever I've gone swimming on holiday or anything, I had a float, uh, kicking around, messing around with the boys, suplexing my mates into pools, getting suplexed in, spearing people, each getting a float on the side and playing like gladiators. You know what I mean? I'm not a swimmer. If I go swimming with my kids, I'm not there doing laps. I'm just holding on to my kids in the shallow end, spinning them around. So, I'm not the best person to ask for that sort of information for, but I will show you a person that is. I will tag you and send you to a person that is much better than I am at that sort of stuff. Um And he's not a trainer, he's just someone that trains for this. He'll tell you what the train is. Like, I've got this mate called Ian, we call him Bobby, and he does this weird stuff on weird equipment that obviously I'm not going to see because... I don't ride bikes so I saw him doing this one mad thing once and I simply asked him I asked him I said did you make that up or is that something that you use he was riding a bike on what looked like to be like some sort of like little treadmill thing from what I can remember in my head Um, and of course he was sarcastic because he thought I was taking the piss and I wasn't I was genuinely interested because I thought did you just make that up 'Cause that's real clever, or is that the sort of thing you buy for the thing you are doing? Um but he's a bit of a prick when it comes to that sort of stuff, so he had to act like a prick. <laughs> um but I'll I'll get more information off of him and see where you start After, if I say where'd you start, he'll be like, Go to Halfords, get a pair of running trainers, you're fucking idiot Ooh. So I'll I'll be like, Look, someone's got a bike, they've got the trainers, they know how to swim. Um where do you start in terms of training? And see what he says. And I'll relate back to you. Uh, should have done it before this podcast. Maybe I made myself look smarter. But I don't want to dupe anyone. And make it look like I do things I don't do. Um, so I will ask and get the information to you. Now the last actual question I've got here is, uh What are your proudest achievements in fitness so far. Both from a business standpoint. And from gains perspective. Uh, that's the last question. So I can put that down now. Um. I'd say in terms of business, obviously uh at the beginning of this year I quit my job and went full time as a personal trainer, I'd say that's probably gonna be my proudest moment in the fitness business. Um uh it's it went onwards and upwards until COVID nine. So but yeah, definitely things things are still going all in that terms. We're still keeping everything okay. Um but I was really doing well, starting to thrive um, before all this sort of stuff happened and we had to close the gyms. Um, when it opens back up again, I'm going to go full steam back into it, of course. Um, still got the job there, still be working in the gym. Everything's going to be great. But yeah, i definitely say, because I worked at one company for 13 years and they were great. Uh, while I was there, I was training and competing in Thai boxing. Um, I was they gave me all the hours I needed um, like 4 a.m. starts 12 p.m. finishes um, so I could spend more time with my kids especially the one doesn't live with me um, and all that sort of stuff and and study to become a personal trainer and all that at the same time uh, at the same time as I was actually a personal trainer I didn't just become a personal trainer and boom quit my job I was working from 4 in the morning till 12 1 in the afternoon uh going home, spending time with the kids, uh, feeding them lunch and that sort of stuff, picking one up from school, going to the gym, doing classes there for people, um, training people one on one, doing desk work and all that sort of stuff. I did that for a year until I quit my job and it was it was big it was it was going to bed at eleven o'clock at night and waking up at half three in the morning and it wasn't easy. Uh but it eventually led me to be able to quit and I delivered pharmaceutical stuff and to be honest, if I still did that, I'd be working now. Like, There's a lot of people that I used to work with. Well, everyone that I used to work with is still, like my mum works for the company, she's still going to work because pharmacists and that's still open. Um, my missus, like I said before, she's a key worker. Um, so it's we'd have no one to look after my youngest daughter. Um so luckily for me, I quit my job when I did, before this went down, and now I can be at home for my, my youngest daughter, because she wasn't in nursery full time. She went one day a week before all this happened, but now she's at home with me, um, so she can be safe, and so everyone else can stay home and be safe as well. Uh, that didn't really make sense, but no more. Um But yeah, so that that was my proudest moment in terms of training. Uh, In terms of business, my proudest moment in terms of training, Um, I think the obvious thing to say would be the pro fights. I think I should imagine uh, is my proudest achievement. I wouldn't say the fight outcome itself. Not like I had like wins and uh, one loss, uh, but had wins. And I wouldn't even say my first pro fight and the first win would be my proudest achievement. I'd say just get into that fight. Um, I had pretty, I used to, I, I wouldn't say anxiety, but I used to suffer pretty bad with nerves um, in terms of everything, I'm um, on my first driving test I failed before I even got out of the, well as I was leaving the test centre I failed just because I was so nervous, I was so nervous I came out and for some reason I thought it was a one-way street with uh, the line separating the left and the right, it wasn't but I went on the right side, so if anyone had tried to turn in, they'd have hit into me. I was 18 years old, I was a nervous kid. I didn't like speaking to people in banks, um, I didn't like speaking in public, but just the training and everything, the the teaching kids, teaching beginners, um, having to train with new sparring partners, um, and that all the time with people I didn't know, um, the actual build for the fight. I'd never done anything really too athletic before I started tyre boxing, and didn't realise how much my body could take and how strong I could get and what I could go through uh, until the build-ups for my fight, my first fight, that that build-up was absolutely insane and I was wracked with nerves. I honestly was used to stand at the top of the stairs thinking, I just fell down these stairs now. And hurt my ankle. I wouldn't have to fight, and it wasn't the fight. The fight did not scare. St- yeah, the fight did not scare me because you'd have new people in the gym, and that all the time that you'd spar with big, scary people that you'd spar with all the time. That wasn't scary. What's scary is standing there in nothing but your shorts, no shoes, no socks, no top. Shorts are quite high anyway, and having to do that in front of all these people. A lot of people are there to support you, yeah? but. A lot of people aren't there some people are cheering some people are cheering for the other guy it's all very nerve wracking so getting through that doing that and realizing that fear is a good driving factor is probably the biggest and getting now as you're definitely going to notice there's a slight edit here i've been trying for the longest time to find out where i'd stop speaking and see if i could add on to that straight away try and trick some people make it look like I didn't mess up, but I did. I plugged my camera in, because I knew it was gonna run out of battery, and I didn't flick the little switch down. So it went dead, and now I have to try and remember where I was at. So what was I saying? Um, I was basically talking about my proudest moment in fitness, in terms of things I've achieved personally, with my body, in terms of gains and that. So yeah, my first profile, was, was definitely it just to round that whole thought off um I yeah I managed to like, get through the fight and since then every time everything I've done then like, like I like passed pass my driving test after all that and all that sort of stuff because every time we do something that's nerve-wracking I thought it's not as bad as that Like it's 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 not as nerve-wracking as that uh, it's not gonna be as hard as that was um like, back in the day like going to actually pass as a personal trainer would have But just going into the room with a bunch of people I didn't know and have to study for a week would have terrified me but after teaching the people I taught, um achieving the things I achieved personally in tower boxing none of that stuff really makes me nervous a little bit I think it always will but it's not something that I'll ever now turn around and not achieve what I want to achieve because of it I won't flap it I won't Put off going to meetings or anything Because oh, I don't want to speak to someone new You know what I mean Which was a very, very real thing for me when I was younger I'd, I never used to like meeting new people Doing new things just because I was scared Just a scared kid to meet new people And things like that But yeah, since toe boxing and that It's all kind of gone got away That's why I love to, I'm not going to make people fight But that's why I love to teach toe boxing My one on ones as well Because it wasn't just the actual going through the It wasn't just going through the the fights that did it it was the actual training like the actual hitting pads and that that really built my confidence in a big way That gave me the confidence to fight never mind anything else so yeah that was that was a real big thing uh for me um i will say one other thing that i'm being very very proud of now a lot of people might not understand this but uh at the gym i work at currently now granted i've got a good time slot and um it's on a good day but for a while now, I've had the busiest class out of everyone in that gym. Like it, I can have eighteen people in there, and it's again I don't know if it's anything to do with me, but um, people like it. And from an ego sort of thing, it, it's good to have like the busy busiest class. Like eighteen people consistently every Monday at six fifteen. Show up to my legs, buns, and thumbs class. That's right. I teach legs, buns, and thumbs. The guy that loves toe boxing and powerlifting and MMA teaches Legs, Bums and Tums classes. Um, but I love them. I love those classes and people seem to love them and they seem to enjoy me as an instructor. So, and it helps get more clients. If anyone there's a his, wants to be a PT, I definitely recommend doing classes just to help interact with people. Let people see what you do in front of people, see your personality. And yeah, having one of the busiest classes, I wouldn't say it's definitely like my biggest achievement or the thing I'm proudest of, but it's definitely uh, a surprise. It was something that I never really thought I could do. Um, but, you know, like, my two best friends, I was best like, best man for their wedding, man and female. Not that it would have mattered if they were both males, but uh, the actual, uh, the woman, the uh, woman. I'm saying the woman Rachel so (laughs) Rachel Foley uh, is actually was an assistant instructor when me and my best mate Tim Foley walked into the gym for the first time to do toe boxing Uh, she cornered my fights and was a great training partner and he was my main training partner for years and years and years so um they both passed their qualification to become a PT jumped straight on the teaching classes and I was all like no no I'm not gonna do that it's not me it's not my personality but I took part in some of their classes and watched them do their thing and a bit of that went into the back of my head now they're very rah-rah cheerleader um that's their personality and they're amazing at it probably the two of the best people I'd say in the West Midlands because I've not seen anyone outside of the West Midlands do those sort of classes, I know they exist but I've not been to them um, so definitely the, they're the best I've ever seen do it bar none, and well, they are, they own their own gym called TR Fitness their own studio called TR Fitness in Bromsgrove and they are the best at classes they are probably killing the business now in quarantine, Harden they probably would have been killing it before, just because how they've adapted, how they work with each other and everything so i watched watch them and what they do in their classes and i put that into practice with my class, but kept my personality still in it, but knew what it took to be a good instructor in those sort of classes, and I think that's what I'm proudest of as well. So I think that that was it for all the questions. Um, I know there was an annoying edit in here that's gonna jump, but you know, that's fine. We live, we learn. Next time I'll make sure I flick the fucking switch. Um, the format of this is probably gonna change. I'm probably gonna do, um, one whole Q and a podcast one week and have a sort of topic I'm going to talk on for an hour. And then I might have, look, I might have one session where I'm talking, uh, one podcast where I'm talking about one thing in particular for the whole way, not a question, just something I want to discuss. Um, another podcast, um, in the week, for questions, and then I might have another one for stuff that are kind of like fitness stuff that you see going down on Instagram. Just get talking about the stuff that's going on stuff that I love, stuff like MMA, maybe even like uh, what other fitness influencers are doing and all that sort of stuff. Talk about all that sort of stuff, just more stuff to stick on YouTube, especially while we're in quarantine because we don't know how long this is going to last for. So, to, to keep myself busy, um, sometimes it could be in this room, like this, be all nice and calm kind of go without a hitch not completely but nearly and other times i could have a two-year-old and a five-year-old climbing over my neck i don't know how it's going to be but i'll do my best i know my miss is going to do her best to help me out in the meantime as well and uh i'll see you next time
0: And there we have it, people. There was episode two. Now, like I said, I'm still not comfortable with how I sound and look on the videos, just because it's just so nerve-wrecking sitting in front of a camera. I mean, even at the moment, I oh, can't. I'm not as comfortable as I wanna be because I just put the kid to bed. So, I'm trying not to be too loud. The missus downstairs watching *Killing Eve*, so I'm upstairs recording. I just don't want to wake up because she's just gone down. And if you're a parent, you know what that's like. That vital moment where you just put them down, and it means. If you disturb them, they could be up and up for the rest of the night or they just sleep all the way through. So just hoping that she's down at the moment and that's it for her. Um, Nothing left for me to say. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, I'm not really sure. How, I'll try and do them as much as I could. Like I said at the beginning during the intro, um, I think I'm probably going to do three or four videos a week of me just speaking to the camera. And I'm just going to do one or two episodes a week. Of me, I might do an Instagram Q and A um, for the podcast, and another one I might just shoot the shit, just talk about what's like. I think I've said this before, just talk about what's gone on through the week in the fitness industry, in MMA, in, in anything. If you've got any questions you want to speak about, any sort of topics, you can find me at Graham Leggett PT on Facebook. That's my Facebook page, or you can follow me at GL Fitness on Twitter or GL underscore Fitness on Instagram. So have a good week everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, don't forget to wash those hands and I'll catch you next time.